And there we go. Trim my last butt hair. And now it's time to get this episode started. Whoa! What the hell? Whoa! Here I am! I made it! Into the future! This is incredible! There I am! Oh my god! I've grown a beard! I My hair looks great! I've, I've gotten really fat! Um, I'm sorry. Who are you? Who am I? I'm you! I know, I'm just making sure I wasn't having a stroke or something. So you're me. Yeah, I'm you from 2012. I finally found a way to time travel, and I wanted to see if the world really ended at the end of the year, and it didn't. This is wonderful. The world doesn't end in 2012. No, but you'll wish it did. What? Yeah. Really, the world would have been better off if it had ended in 2012, not gonna lie. For both you and me, professionally, and just for the world in general. I don't understand, what do you mean? Walk with me, talk with me. Let me update you on what the world's become since 2012. Mm, okay. A few minutes later... Oh my god! Oh, this is terrible! I, 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 I gotta get out of here. Oh, please, calm down. Listen, it's not that bad. Are you kidding me? This planet is a horror story! No, I, I gotta go back to 2012 and find a way to make this better. Well, good luck with that. Uh-huh. Bye! Bye! <sighs> Poor kid. He was so delusional back then. So filled with high hopes and dreams. I hate it for him. <laughs> I just hope he doesn't do anything drastic. <laughs> Yep, I think he's killed me. Good night. Live from wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this, it's the Smokin' Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, starring Miranda, Ollie, Miss Pingrino, DJ Pork, Sheila, DA Williams, and Orson Wells. And featuring me, your announcer, Doc Summit. And now, here's your host, Hot Toddy. I don't think you're ready for this jelly. I don't think you're ready for this. Come on, basil, delicious. <laughs> I should stop now. Welcome to an all new episode of the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. I'm Hot Toddy. Another great episode is on the horizon. It's good to be back. We haven't been around for a while. Took another couple of weeks off, but we are here. We are ready to go. And I, I, I want you to wrap your mind around this. This is the first of the final three episodes of season five. That's right. We're almost done for the season. We're going to take a nice summer off, relax a little bit, and then we'll be back with a brand new season in August. It's like we haven't really left. I mean, we'll be, we're going to be doing special episodes and stuff. We'll talk more as we get closer to the season finale. But yes, this is uh, the first of the last three episodes of the season, and it's hard to believe that we're already here, but here we are, and we're getting ready to have a lot of fun. We might even have a little too much fun, because this week's episode is so special. Speaking of too much, I used that transition on purpose. Um, this week's episode is completely based around a concert, a little concert that Miss Pingrino and I attended in Nashville a couple of weeks ago the Dave Matthews Band. Dave Matthews Band is my all-time favorite band. I love everything they do, all of their work, and uh, this was my fourth time seeing them. My first time seeing them was I was a sophomore in high school, then I was a, a junior in high school, and then I was a sophomore in college, and now here, at the age of 30, I've seen them my fourth time. And this was, without a doubt, the best performance that they have done in the four times that I've seen them. Uh, it, each one got better and better and better, and, I, and if I see them again in the future, I'm assuming that that one will be the best one as well, because like I said, every every time I see them, they get better and better, and they're just, they're a truly, they're truly an amazing group to see in person. If you ever get the chance to see them live, do so. Go see them. You will not be sorry. They put on an amazing live show. And I, I don't know what else to say. They are one of the greatest bands of all time. Definitely one of the greatest 90s bands of all time. And if you know my work, you know I'm a big fan of the 90s. So it works out perfectly. So this week's episode is called All the Little Ants Are Marching in Nashville. Ants Marching, of course, being one of their major hits. And what you're going to be hearing this week is some of the songs that they did that night. Now, it was a very, very packed crowd and a very very loud crowd and we were way up in the nosebleed seats so don't be surprised if the audio is less than stellar you're gonna hear everything and it's gonna you're gonna enjoy it you're gonna know what's going on and it's gonna sound great 
but it's not going to sound like phenomenal. It's not like a professional recording. This is just some of the songs that I was able to get. So it, it, it'll sound great. I'm going to say it sounds great, <laughs> but it's not going to sound phenomenal. I don't want to say it's, it's going to sound good, not great. I'm going to say it sounds great, but not phenomenal. So that's how that's going to work. So there you go. So just forewarning as we get in here, but you're going to hear some great tunes from the Dave Matthews Band. We also got some other surprises on the way, including an all-new Ollie report. Uh, spoilers ahead if you've not seen the Game of Thrones finale. And with that in mind, let's get into it. Let us now march with the little ants that are marching in Nashville. That was a lot to say. Anyway, here's here's the Dave Matthews Band on an all-new episode of the Smokin' Hot Podcast. You're listening to the most splendiferous, the most fantastic, the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts, the Smokin' Hot Toddcast. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Hi, me again. So as you know now, uh, like I said in the monologue, this week's episode is based around the amazing concert that took place in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, the Dave Matthews Band. And let's get it started for you right now. Here now is them performing one of their biggest hits of all time, Too Much.
listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Here's the motherfucking tea. So a few weeks back, I had a golden opportunity. It was just a golden opportunity. I got tickets to my all-time favorite TV show. You know what I'm talking about. That's right, Dr. Phil. I couldn't have been more excited. And who was I going to bring with me, you ask? Why, the only other huge Dr. Phil fan that I know, the one and only Orson Welles. So we got things packed up and we headed out to L.A. And there we were, sitting in the audience. We could see that beautiful Dr. Phil set. Oh, my God, we were so excited. It was one of the greatest days of our lives. Greatest day of our lives. We were at the Dr. Phil show. We were at Dr. Phil. And I was really excited. I mean, I couldn't even contain myself. I couldn't couldn't stand it no more. And then, there he was. The man himself. That six-foot-whatever, balding, mustachioed gentleman himself, Dr. Phil, walked out on that stage. And he told us what that day's episode was going to be about. Mr. Wells and I were so excited, we started giggling like a couple of school kids. And, little did we know, that was the beginning of the end. The downfall of our fun little trip. Because at that point, we were giggling a little too loud, and Dr. Phil himself stopped the taping and asked us to quiet down. I would apologize, of course, we didn't want to mess up the show, so once we'd calmed down, the taping continued. But, you know Orson Welles. He has a tendency to, well, just say random things. I mean, literally, whatever comes to his mind, it just eventually comes out of his mouth. Keep in mind, he's a senile old animated character with the soul of the original Orson Welles. So he really can't help it. I mean, he just really can't help it. I mean, he really can't. So he just started screaming things in the middle of the show, like, you know, like the, oh, the French champagne and whatever, you know. And Dr. Phil got pissed folks i mean he got pissed and he stopped the taping again and he singled us out and said if you two don't shut up you're gonna have to leave the show and i was like dr phil it's not me it's my friend orson wells he's like i don't care you two are together if you don't shut up you both are gone and i was like yes sir dr phil yes sir yes sir and then orson wells well he he got doubly upset, and he called Dr. Phil a name, and I I don't even remember what it was. What was it, Mr. Wales? Raw French fry penis. Exactly. And Dr. Phil, he just lost it on Mr. Wales. He just lost it. They ended up having a horrible argument, and Mr. Wales snapped back at him. What would you say to him? One more word out of you, and you go. Is that clear? I take, I take directions from one person under protest but from two i don't sit still but who the hell are you anyway exactly and he and dr phil replied i'm motherfucking dr motherfucking phil motherfucker king kong ain't got shit on me and then that set mr wells off and he jumped out of his seat and they started wrestling they started wrestling right there on the stage i couldn't even believe it i didn't know mr wells had them moves well, security broke up the fight, and obviously, as you can guess, Mr. Wells and I were thrown out of the tape in a Dr. Phil. My one chance to see my favorite show live in person, and Mr. Wells ruined it for me. But that ain't the end of the story, no, no. Ever since we got back from the Dr. Phil show, Dr. Phil has been harassing us. He's right. He apparently is on hiatus because he flew all the way to Knoxville just to stalk us and harass us. He's right. He hangs around the Smoking Hot Tarcast Studios. He hangs around our homes. I don't even know how he got our addresses, but he does it. And so now we can't seem to shake Dr. Phil. It's the damn money, men. You never know who's a windbag and who's got the goods. And then they all think they're directors. Well, I mean, Mr. Wells, he is the star of the show, and you did pick a fight with him. So, in hindsight, I guess many people couldn't blame him, but it's starting to get really scurry. I'm just saying it's starting to get really scurry. Tell me about it. And that's my life right now. I'm being tormented by Dr. Phil. Oh, shit. He's here again. Hide, Mr. Wells.
Open the door or I'm going to throw rocks through your windows, you dumb whore. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. Hot toddy. You're tuned into the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Hot Toddy, who's always looking real good. Hey, does this suit make me look fat? No, no, no. Your face does. Whenever the DMB performs this song live, it absolutely brings down the house because it is such a powerful song, and it's another one of my all-time favorites, and I know it's one of yours. From their Before These Crowded Streets album, another big hit, Don't Drink the Water.
Orson Welles smoking hot Toddcast promos. Take one. Okay, Mr. Wells, uh, just do your spiel, your usual thing there, and say, Hello, this is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Ah, the French champagne. No, 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 hold it. All right, Mr. Wells, just say, This is Orson Wells, and you're listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Okay, go again. Yes. Oh, yes. They're even better raw. Cut! All right, d- do it again. All right, and action. Look, I don't need to do this. I've got a fish stick commercial in an hour. Oh, what the hell? I need the money. The Smokin' Hot Toddcast. Penis. Cut! The Smokin' Hot... Hello, I'm Orson Welles. Ah! The Smokin' Hot Toddcast presents The Ollie Report, a segment dedicated to extremely professional and hard-hitting journalism. Reports on headlines straight off the news ticker through the eyes of Ollie. And now, The Ollie Report. Hello and welcome to the Ollie Report. I'm Hot Toddy. We're bringing you some entertainment news today. Of course, in the world of entertainment, everybody is talking about the finale of Game of Thrones. The show is officially done, and nobody seems to be real thrilled with it. We've got Ollie on the scene today to tell us all about this. So now, without further ado, here is the one and only Ollie. Ollie, how are you? What the f***? Wait, wait. Where'd the teletype go? Ollie, what's going on? When you play the Game of Thrones, you win or you die. I see. Okay, so you're you're really into this, huh? Never forget what you are. No matter who you are. No matter how strong you are. Suit based circumstances beyond your control. I don't know what that means, but okay. Well, let's... Let's stop acting stupid here, Ollie, and let's get right into it. The die-hard Game of Thrones fans are not very happy with the way the entire final season went. Have you spoken to any of the fans to get their reaction? A lion does not concern himself with the opinion of sheep. Okay. Well, a lot of the fans are calling on HBO to redo the whole season. Have you spoken to any of the producers or to anybody at HBO themselves to see if they would actually humor this type of idea? The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling. People die at their dinner tables, die in their beds. They die squatting over their chamber pots. Everybody dies sooner or later. Don't worry about your death. Worry about your life. Take charge of your life for as long as it lasts. I see. Well, I, I wish I was dead. Uh, but also, uh, there's certain episodes in particular that people wish would just be wiped off the face of the earth, including the dark episode. People had been waiting for years to see this particular episode, and it was in the dark. Did any of the producers or writers elaborate on this particular episode? Chaos isn't a pit. Chaos is a ladder. Many who try to climb and fail and never get to try again. The fall breaks them and some are given a chance to climb, but they refuse. They cling to the realm or the gods are love. Illusions. Only the ladder is real. The climb is all there is. I, I see your point. So you're saying that, you know, the lead up was what, what was important and not really so much the real thing. Biscuits. I Dan. So getting back to the fans. Angry snakes lash out. It makes chopping off their heads that much easier. All right, easy there, Ollie. Come on. Let's not get out of control here. Hot tidy. I need you to become the man you were always meant to be. Not next year, not tomorrow. Now. Now. I'm going to show you how much of a man I can be. You know those testicles between your legs? They're going to... The past is gone for good. You can sit here mourning its departure or prepare for the future. I'm preparing for your death, and that is in your future. There is only one thing we say to death, not today. I'm already done with you. This is ridiculous. This is a huge waste of time. Have I ever told you that you're not fit to have this segment? Any man who must say I am the king is no true king. That's it. I'm done. I'm outie. You've screwed up another one, and this is probably one of the worst. Uh, it's easy to do entertainment news, man. Ask another question. All right. How about the finale itself? People are begging HBO to at least change the finale itself because it just did not live up to their standards. What do you say to them? I will not 
become a page in someone else's history book. That's what I thought you'd say. Something stupid like that. The lords of Westeros are sheep. Are you sheep? No. You are a dragon. Be a dragon. A ruler who kills those devoted to her is not a ruler who inspires devotion. I'm out, Ollie. I'm done with this. I'm out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Hatati, I got one more message, and this is a real one. I promise. All right. All right. Go ahead. This message is to all the fans of Game of Thrones. Sure, the show didn't end the way you wanted it to, but didn't you have fun? It was a great show. It could have been worse. This show could have been canceled and you never had a finale. Some worry if that's going to happen to the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Wait, what? It's like what Tyrion said. Never forget what you are. The rest of the world will not. Wear it like armor and it can never be used to hurt you. So to Game of Thrones and to its cast and crew, we salute you. Thanks for all the years of entertainment. Alright, alright, that was a good message to go out on, Ollie. I, I'm proud of you for that. And hey, since you did all those Game of Thrones quotes, you didn't do any of your Ollie-isms. I got my pubes caught in my belt earlier. It really hurt. Fuck you. That's gonna do it for the Ollie Report this week. Tune in next time for another headline ripped from the Ollie News Ticker. Until then, have a good day and an Ollieful week. I'm sitting on a toilet and I had to take a duty and the duty hit the water and the water hit my booty. What the fuck? This next song by the Dave Matthews Band actually goes down as my second all-time favorite song of theirs. My first all-time favorite, they actually didn't perform in this concert. It's called The Last Stop. It wasn't even a single, but it's such an amazing song that it is without a doubt my favorite song of theirs. But this is my second favorite and it has a lot of heart to it. It's called Gray Street.
listening to the Smoking Hot Toddcast with your host, Todd. Just Todd. Todd is helpful, and Todd is there for you. Uh, well, it's actually Hot Toddy. Oh, well, pardon me, Mr. Perfect! Now, <clears throat> I've told you all about the, the, the Toyota, right? I don't think so. Okay, so, because I haven't been on for a while, so I'm going to take time talking. Take it. Um, when I was 16 years old, we were driving a... 87, my brother and I both put in 250, it's a $500 car. Um, we were driving an 87 Chevy Nova. The uh-huh. majority of the car was champagne and the trunk was red. <laughs> um, Interesting. It was a hoopty. <laughs> like to start it when it got cold, you had to constantly like pump the gas, you know, to yeah. get the start. Um, but unfortunately, I crashed that car, totaled it. Um, The thing about the Chevy that I loved, which is why I subsequently got Chevys later, was that even though I had pushed the entire engine block up, um, because I hit a Saturn and it literally like bounced off the Saturn. Tissue paper. Because it was made, it's a rubber car. Yeah. Well, my car was all metal, so I had jacked up the entire front. Uh, The seatbelt didn't hold, so I hit my head against the um, windshield, cracked the windshield with spider webs. Jesus. Um, Yeah. It was it was a, it was walk an away accident. With a concussion. Um. Well, they thought so. So about my accident. So it was coming around a curve, and the Saturn did not have um brake lights, and so I didn't realize they had stopped until it was too late. So I hit my brakes and I ran to the back of them. Um. There was two kids in the car with the lady who I hit, and they run out of the car in their karate geese, go home and change. This is important. Um. And then come and lay on the side of the road. <laughs> Wait now, what? They went home and did what exactly? They their house was literally like right up, right across the street from where the accident <laughs> happened. Okay, and so they went home. They changed out of their karate geese <laughs> and came back down in like normal street clothes, and then laid down in the grass on the side of the road. But me, um, because I had smashed the the windshield. <laughs> Now, granted, I stumbled out of my car. I was like, oh, my God, is everyone okay? Ah. Um, at this time, somebody I knew who worked with my brother at um, Pier 1 saw that, because obviously this was our car, because mm-hmm. it was a Chevy Nova Champagne with a red trunk. There aren't too many of those. Unmistakable. Well, she happened, which is really rare at that time, to have a cell phone. And so she called my house and um, told my parents about it. Well, at this point, the ambulance had come because I was 16. I couldn't deny going in the ambulance. Yeah. Because I didn't have the right to deny um, medical assistance. Right. And so my parents pull up right when they're pulling me in the stretcher. And my mom comes running back. She's like, oh, my God. I'm got-. And I'm actually feeling okay, mm-hmm. even though all this has happened. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm okay, Mom. I'm so sorry about the car. I'm so sorry about the car. Because that's where my mind's thinking. <clears throat> and she's yeah. like, it's fine, Sheila. It's fine. Just go. We're going to meet you at the hospital. We're going to meet you at the hospital. Right. So we get to the hospital, and the doctor's like, she probably has a concussion. Like, there's no way. And so they give me the little MRI or whatever, and um, it comes out that, no, I'm 100% okay. I just had a bruise on my forehead. Yeah. And my mom said, I always knew you were hard-headed. Because <laughs> <laughs> windshields are hard. Yes. Yeah, they are. I mean, to to cause, like, a little spiderweb series of cracks yes. in it. I um, mean, that takes some Force. If I can find the picture, I'll, I'll bring it in and show you. Unfortunately, my sister experienced that when she was like five or six years mm. old. Uh, this was before I had my license. Uh, so my grandmother lived right in front of our house back mm. in the day, and uh, they, there was a big field in between our houses. So, I mean, you know, we would walk that field all the mm. time, and sometimes we would drive down that field. And, uh, and uh, back in the day, uh, that was where, uh, like, our... Our lawnmower, the lawnmowers for our for our house and our grandmother's house would be in her garage. Mm-hmm. So we so we drove our truck up there. Uh, we had a pickup truck, and then they did the mowing. Blah blah blah. My little sister and I were at my grandmother's house. They let me, and I was in middle school by this point, drive the truck back down the the yard, the field, back to our house. Mm-hmm. And you know, I was You're just probably thirteen. I was probably thirteen. So I was just you know, moseying down the. Uh, being very safe down the field. <laughs> but then we got in the driveway, and I kind of stopped short. I kind of went too far. My yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny to think about it. <laughs> My sister was not in a seatbelt or anything. She was kind of standing up. <laughs> she, <laughs> 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 she hit the brake, and she went, kaboom. Oh, her no. head went right into the, and cracked the windshield. 
and cracked the windshield. And of course, it was just my mom there because my dad was at work, mm-hmm. and she was freaking out because she's oh gosh, she's gonna have a concussion. She's and so, dead. Don't let her go to sleep. She's going to die. And uh, turned out at the end of the day, she was fine. Everything was fine. And the glass people came she's the next. She's a hardhead too. She's a hardhead too. And then they, you know they fixed the windshield next she's day. She's gonna be fine. a doctor, isn't and she? She's gonna be. A, she's she's a pre med student now. So you know she's fine. But yeah, uh, that uh, that was a that was an intense moment. And <laughs> and see, I was never. I've never been a big fan of driving. I was like, eh, whatever. Even when mm. I got my license, I was like, I'm not. I'm not a rebel teenager. I don't give a crap. Uh, but it was because of that incident that everybody thought that was the reason why I didn't want to drive. Mm. And I was like, she, she's fine, isn't she? I don't care. I just don't like driving. It means I don't have a chauffeur anymore. <laughs> yeah, now I have to. I got to do it myself. No, that's that was the problem. But no, yeah, so that happened to her too and uh, to this day because <laughs> she, was, <laughs> she was always falling off of beds and falling down all the time when she was a kid. So it's just. What is she the, was okay. She was she was this training is, for this. This is one of the memories of her just going kaboom, her whole body going into the windshield. Oh. But she was five, five or six. I don't. How old was? She? Well, this was in the early two thousands. Yeah, because she would have been. This is before I had my license, and I got my license in 05. So we're looking at 02, 03 era, and she would have been uh, four or five. Yeah. So yeah. Well, so after I crashed the car, my brother, he actually graduated school the next week. So my grandparents put a down payment on his car and he got a new car. And I had to now purchase my own car. Right. And all I have is $500. And so my parents went and looked at the Toyota Corolla and it was this beautiful shiny blue and they brought it home for me. I was like, awesome. Right. This thing, the passenger seat was held up by plywood. Yeah. Like a two by four. (laughs) <laughs> the radio didn't work, so I had a boombox in the back to listen to tunes. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> the stick yeah. fell off at one point. Oh, God. So you just had to push down on the little thing on the inside to move it. Right. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> it, it had a gas leak in the tank that we just kept putting duct tape over. Right. It was a death mobile. A little bit. But it was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> It was a beautiful car. It was a beautiful death mobile. Oh, God. It was my favorite car just because I thought it looked cool as hell. Right, It right. didn't have air conditioning in South Carolina in the summer. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus well, Christ. my Explorer towards the end didn't have air conditioning either, so it was fine. And I just got to a point where it would constantly die on me. And um, this was my senior year of high school. Yeah. And at this point, there were no child labor laws, and I was waiting tables <laughs> at Cracker Barrel, and I got out at 2 a.m. one day. And my car died. Oh, God. Pretty far away from my house. And this was pre-cell phone. Jesus. So I had to walk terrible. through the woods to get to a pay phone. And I kept calling, and no one was answering the phone at my house. They never heard it. So I had to walk all the way home. And I got home at, like, 3 a.m. And my dad was like, what is going on? I was like, um, well, if you'd pick up the phone instead of hearing when the door opened, yeah. you'd know my car broke down. Jeez. And the next day, my dad was like, all right, I'm going to take you down. And how much money do you have? I was like, Haha, $500, because apparently that's all I ever owned in my life is $500 at one point. Right. He's like, I'm going to take you down. And he uh, let me put $500 down on a car and uh, co-signed for me. And I got my car. And you got your car. But this <laughs> beauty was yours. Yes. For a day. I miss it, but that's that's the point. That's the point. I, I like, like it. boxy cars. You like the boxy cars. Eh, that's fine. But not the ones that look like boxes, the ones that look like little children drew them. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Smoky Light Podcast. I was so excited that they performed this song. This song is their first single of all time from the 1994 album Under the Table and Dreaming. This is What Would You Say? <laughs>
this is President Barack Obama, and you're listening to Hot Toddy on the Smoking Hot Podcast. And that was authentic. I promise. The ultra-conservative movement is completely sweeping the nation. I finally have the chance to control the women in this country. I mean, I personally am not against abortion, but being able to stop women from getting them makes me really happy for some reason. God, could you imagine if I had gotten Stormy Daniels pregnant? I would have to perform it myself. Boy, this took a dark turn real fast. Speaking of controlling every single movement of people, put this here. Vladimir Putin, my old friend. How are you these days? Well, you and your party are destroying the free world bit by bit, which is completely outraging the world. Therefore, all the attention is off of me for a while. Bottom line, I'm doing amazing, Donnie. Good, good. Well, my friend, did you bring what I asked for? Donnie, Putin never disappoints. May I present to you the fifth Infinity Beam. Ah! Oh my god! It's hideous! Wait, that ain't no beam. Hello, Mr. President. Stephen Miller, what are you doing here? You've already given me your beam. I'm sorry, I just... I want to suck your blood. No! Get out of here! I can never do nothing in this house. Nothing! Sorry about that, Pooty. No worries, Danny. Would you like me to kill him? Maybe later. Right now, let's see that beam! Okay. Once again, here's the fifth infinity beam. Ah, another beauty. The wall is gonna be so beautiful when it's all put together. It's a shame so many people are gonna have to die, but it's what my people want. Isn't it strange that you and your people are so against killing fetuses, yet when they become humans, you're really all for blowing them away? What? What? Anyway, Donnie, I'm glad you like it. It wasn't very easy to get. Oh no, what happened? I had to make a trade with a dude. What did you trade? The, the pee-pee tape. What? Pody, how could you? Don't worry, Donnie. I killed him right after. Phew! I should have known I could trust you, Pootie. Always, Danny. Well, my friend, I must get back to Russia. I have more people to kill. I'm also checking on our computers today. I'm making sure they are ready to send out plenty of fake news about the Democratic candidates. Then jazzercise. So, I'll see you soon, Danny. Bye, Pootie! One more. Just one more beam to get. And then... You know what? I don't feel like doing all that. Just know I got one more beam to get, then everybody dies, okay? Bye! Smoking Hot Podcast. And now the main reason why this episode is called All the Little Ants Are Marching in Nashville, the song that contains this infamous lyric, one of the DMB's biggest hits of all time. This is Ants Marching.
Ollie Smoking Hot Toddcast promos. Take one. All right, Ollie. Just say this is Ollie, and you're listening to the uh, the Smoking Hot Toddcast show podcast station. Okay. All right, Ollie. This time, just say uh, this is Ollie, and you're listening to the Smoking Ollie Report. No, that's not. Oh, jeez. All right, Ollie. This time, just say this is the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Biscuits. Damn it. Okay, Ollie. Just say the words the Smoking Hot Toddcast. Can you do that at least? I'm outside. I see people. I see grass and trees and buildings. I hate you. The Smokin' Hot Todd. Smokin' Hot Toddcast! You suck, Ollie! Even if you're not a fan of the Dave Matthews Band, you have to at least admit they are extremely, extremely talented, as you heard within this week's episode. It was such a pleasure to be there. So exciting. I'm so glad I got to see them. And that is a record fourth time for me. I've never seen a band, any musical group for that matter, four times. So it was really exciting to be there. And there you have it. With that in mind, another fantastic episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast is in the books. We only have two more now until the end of the season. And next week's going to be pretty pretty exciting. I, I'm really looking forward to next week. I've been looking forward to next week uh, really for the last... <laughs> for the last few months now uh it is our next live episode of the smoking hot toddcast where the toddcast crew and i are going to sit down to watch a very very bad horror movie one of the worst movies ever made i'm i don't want to spoil it for you i'll be talking about it next week some and then of course you'll find out what we're watching uh, live via facebook live on the hot toddy facebook page make sure you remember that we will be live on the hot toddy facebook page thursday night at 8 p.m so thursday may 30th the hot toddy facebook page tune in for an all-new episode of the smoking hot toddcast live and if you do miss a minute of it the video will be there the video will be on youtube on hot toddy tube and uh, the audio will be on Mixcloud, Soundcloud, and iTunes. So you, you can't miss. There's no reason for you to miss next week's episode or any episode, really, of the Smoking Hot Podcast. Well, that we won't get into that. But anyway, uh, we've got another great one coming your way. And then the season finale is the week after next, two weeks from the season finale. So we've got a lot of big episodes coming up. So don't miss out. Now. With that in mind, that's going to do it for us this week. You can follow me on all social media. That's Smoking Hot Toddy on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Toddy Kama Hot on Instagram. Hot Toddy 75 on Snapchat. Hot Toddy Tube on YouTube. Hot Toddy on Mixcloud. And the Smoking Hot Toddcast pages of iTunes and SoundCloud. You can also follow some of the crew of the Smoking Hot Toddcast on social media. We'll start with Twitter. Miss Pingrino at Pingrino. Sheila at Sheila Hawk. Doc Summit at Kev Summit. And Miranda at The Miranda Joe. On Instagram, Miss Pingrino at Pingrino, Sheila at Sheila Hawkins, Doc Summit at Kev Summit, and Miranda at Miranda Panda Joe. We're going to close this week's episode with one more song from the Dave Matthews Band. There were so many good ones. I had to fit them. I had to find a way to fit them all into this week's episode, and I found a way to do it. So there you go. So until next Thursday for the next live episode of the Smoking Hot Toddcast, this is the Dave Matthews Band saying... Okay.